This morning, I have a question for every one of us seated here. And the question is, how prepared are you? How prepared are you? Every time we have to go on a journey, we take time to prepare. And some of us are very good at planning that we take a long time in preparing for the journey that is important to us. Especially if you have to go on vacation, you take a long time, you prepare. Some of us, we book for our flights six months before because we want to take, get something cheap and we want to enjoy our trip. So we plan the hotels, we plan the flights, and we make sure everything is in place before the day of our journey. But many of us prepare for our journey here on earth, or our journeys here on earth, but we do not take time to prepare for a very important journey. The other journeys we embark on is just for a time. We have to return back home. But this journey that we are talking about this morning is a journey that we will not return. The moment we embark on that journey, that is the end of it. But how many of us are really taking time to prepare very well for this very important journey? Today, there are uncountable religions in the world, and new ones spring up every day with different kinds of teachings about life and about the hereafter. And so there is the need for us as a people to understand what we believe and why we believe. As parents, we need to understand what we believe and in order for us to pass it down to our children. As adults, we need to understand what we believe. As young people, we need to understand what we believe so that when trials and tribulations and temptations come, we can stand for what we believe. Today, we have a lot of religions, a lot of teachings, a lot of things going on that conflict with our faith or with what we believe. And there is a need for us to know and to take a stand as children of God. The three major religions, Christianity, Islam, and African traditional religion, believe that there is an end someday. And all, they believe that, and all of them believe that there is a hereafter, there is life after death. That when, when we die, there is, there is a place we are going. Even if they do not know where that place is or how that place is going to be, they know that there is, I mean, there is a end. But for us as Christians, we know that our own faith is unique, that the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ has paved the way for his second coming. You know that when Jesus died, when he rose up again, he gave us, he, he paved the way for his second coming. And Acts chapter 4 verse 2 says, There is no other name under heaven that has been given unto us through which men can be saved except the name of Jesus. So even if the other religions don't even don't know how they are going to get to heaven, if they are asking, if their religious leaders are asking for mercy, for, God, for them to find mercy before God. We know that Jesus has said he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And that no one can come to the Father except by him. So this morning I stand here to remind you about what the scripture says about the second coming and also the challenge, and to challenge you to be prepared. It is not a common message that we hear today. But whether we like it or not, the coming of Jesus is fast approaching. It's coming sooner than we can expect or we can think about. And so as we live day by day, as we live our time here on earth, have you thought about your stand with God? Have you asked yourself, if he comes now, before the end of this worship, am I going to go with him? Am I going to spend eternity with Jesus and am I going to spend eternity in hell? In hell? And it's going to be forever. And forever means forever. It has no end. So how ready are we? How ready are we? Why must you pre be prepared? How must, why must you prepare? Jesus Christ himself said that he is coming back. The reason why you must be prepared is that Jesus said 
is coming back. John 14, that we have read from verse 1 to verse 3. It says, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus was talking to the disciples here. He said, in my father's house has many rooms. And if that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go, if I go, what am I going to do? I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back to take you to myself where I'm going to. You know, so Jesus has told his disciples and he's telling us today that he's coming back. And you know that he does not fail in his words. Whatever he says is what he's going to do. He has said it that he will come back and he will surely come back. So whether I like it or not, he will come back. Whether I'm ready or not, he will come back. Whether I accept him or not, he will come back. So it does not matter to, to, me, to him whether I accept him, whether I like him or I don't like him. He is, com- he is coming back. The apostles also testify that he is coming back. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Apostle John testified to the fact that Jesus is going to come back. He says, look, he is coming with the clouds. And every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. He is coming back. Whether we like it or not, he is going to come back. So the apostles also said he is coming back. Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. Apostle Paul said he will appear and we also shall appear with him. And that is those who have given their lives to Jesus. Those who have worked faithfully and righteously with him, they are going to appear with him. Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. It says, when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. How ready are you? How ready are you? He also says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 2. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16. He says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And so those of us who are remaining here, we also go with him. He's going to come. He's going to come in his glory. He's going to come with the voice of, an, of the archangel. He's going to come with a trumpet. And he's going to take the saints home. How ready are you? Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2. I'm not getting that very well. Grace and peace to you from God, verse 12. We pray. Anyway, I, I didn't get that passage very well. But one fact that I know is that he is coming back. So whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not, whether I'm ready, he is coming back. Why you must prepare is because he has said he is coming and his apostles testify to the fact that he is coming. Number two, the purpose of his coming. Why is he going to come back? Why will he come back? The purpose of his coming the first time was to die. For the sins of men. So he came as a suffering Messiah. Despite his good works, despite his miracles, he was betrayed by Judas Iscariot. The people that Jesus, Jesus came to, to earth for, the people that he, that, he, that he saved, the people that he fed, they rose up against him. And there are many of us today who are still rising against Jesus, who are, who are, who are still betraying Jesus. He was sold by Judas. In fact, his disciples ran away. He was tried in a kangaroo court, and he was taken to the cross, and he was nailed to the cross. 
and he was buried, but he rose again. So the first time that he came, he came as a suffering Messiah. And he came so that he could bear the sins of man on his body. Because the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. So he came to suffer for everyone. He came to suffer for you. He came to suffer for me. So he's coming back this second time as a glorified Messiah. Amen. He's coming as a glorified Messiah. He's coming as the judge of the world. This means that everything in heaven and on earth will be subjected to him. Whether they like it, whether they don't like it, they are going to be subjected to him. He's coming back to judge the living. He's coming back to judge the dead. He's coming back to judge those who accepted him. And he's coming back to judge those who refuse to, to accept him. How prepared are you? Are you ready for the coming of Jesus? Are you prepared for his coming? Have you put your house in order? Jesus Christ is coming back. Whether we like it or not, he's coming back. He's coming to judge. He's coming as a judge of the world. The Bible says he will judge the living and the dead. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Those who are dead, those who are living, is coming to judge. The Bible says his judgment will begin from the church. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. His judgment is coming on the church. If Jesus should come to Ikoi Baptist Church today to judge us, are we ready? As I stand here this morning, if Jesus should come to judge me, are we ready? And he says judgment will start from the church because those are the people that should represent him. Those are his people who should live like Christ. And so he will start from us to judge. So if he comes to judge us, are we ready? 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We are going to give account of everything we have done. Whether good, whether bad, we are going to give account. And I, I, just, I, just, I just think it is important for us to be prepared for his coming. His coming is, is faster than we can imagine. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says, It is appointed unto man once to die, and after death, what? judgment. So there is an appointment that we must keep. Whether we die or whether he comes, this is an appointment. We are coming to meet him face to face. First Peter chapter 4 verse 5 says, we shall give account to him and he's going to judge us. So that is why he's coming. He's coming to take account. He's coming to ask us, how did you spend your life? Your life is not your own. It was a gift from me. What did you do with your life? Did you live for, did you live for yourself or did you live for me? Matthew 25, 31-33 says, The Son of Man will come in His glory and He will sit on His throne to judge. He's coming as a judge. Are we ready for the judge? If God will call you to account today, will you be condemned or will you be justified? What He has said, He said He will come and He's going to be. You know, His word says in Isaiah 40, verse says that the grass withers, the flower fades, but His words can never go unfulfilled. Matthew 21, 35 says, Heaven and earth will pass away. What God has said will surely come. He said, not an iota, not a dot of his word will go unfulfilled. He's coming to take away the sins. Not the filthy, not the unrighteous, but those whose sins have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And the Bible says we shall reign with him eternally. He's coming to make all things new. That is why he has to come. This world is not, it's not the right place. There are a lot of things going on today. And I just feel sorry for those who don't know Jesus. Because if you don't know Jesus, living here on earth is tough. Especially living in Nigeria. And so if you now have to spend your eternity in hell, that is double trouble. 
So the best thing for every man to do is to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Number three, signs of his coming. Signs of his coming. If you look at Matthew 24, the Bible gives us a rundown of what we should expect as, he, as his coming approaches. Every committed and serious Christian must be willing to learn more about the signs that show the second coming of Jesus. The first sign is that there will be false prophets. Matthew 24, verse 5. It says, For many will come in my name, claiming I am Messiah, and will deceive many. Are there false prophets today? Are there many false prophets today? There are so many false prophets today. Everywhere you turn to, if you are not a Christian, you can be carried away. There are so many. In fact, there were, there were some in the days gone by who called themselves Jesus. There was one Jesus of Oyingbo. There is one along Ibadan who says he's the Messiah. And there are countless numbers of them all over the world who are saying they are the Jesus that we are expecting. And so these are the signs that the end is near. There will be false prophets. There will be false prophets. Secondly, continuous war and global instability. Verses 6 and 7. It says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Verse 7 says, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Is this happening now? Are there wars everywhere? In Syria, there is war. Israel and uh, what's the other country? They are having their issues. In Nigeria, there is insurgency and there are other, you know, pockets of problems here and there. These are signs that the end is coming. And for us as the children of God, we must be ready. The signs of his coming are so, so clear to us. We must, we must take time to watch and be, and, be, and be sensitive that he's coming. The third thing is that there will be natural disaster. Verse 7b says there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Is that happening today? In Afghanistan, was it Afghanistan? Last, this last month, like, like two weeks ago, there was earthquake. Sometime in Haiti, there was earthquake. And not everywhere, I mean, some other places, there are earthquakes and there are natural disasters. Some that we cannot even, we cannot even imagine. These are happening to tell us that the end is coming and the end has come. Number four, great persecution of Christians. Another sign of the coming of the Lord is that Christians will be persecuted. And if there have been an age where Christians have been persecuted, this is one of that. I mean, this time, it's tough to be a Christian. If I used to say, I normally say that it's like Christians have become the endangered species. It is no more fashionable to call yourself a Christian in the true sense of it. Because everywhere you turn to, Christians are no longer accepted. In offices, people raise their brow when you say you are a Christian. In schools, our children are being persecuted for being Christians. You cannot carry, put your Bible on your table so that you won't offend someone. And there are people who are being killed every day because they profess the name of Jesus. And these are signs that the end has come. It's a sign that the end has come. Number five, backsliding and betrayal. Verse 10. Verse 10 says, At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. How many people have started with the Lord, but they are no longer with the Lord? Have you seen people who, who were strong in the Lord, but because of all the messages and all the things going on, they do not want to remain in the Lord? 
there's a great, a great, I mean, betrayal of, of faith. So many we won't sing in the church. And if you see uh, in the media today, many of our children that we brought up in the way of the Lord, many of our children that we showed the Lord, the, we, we showed the way of the Lord. What are they doing? They have become entertainers, entertaining the devil, entertaining the children of the devil. They are betraying the faith that their fathers placed into their hands. And many of us here, we have betrayed the Lord. When, it's, when we were supposed to, to stand for his name, we didn't stand for his name. Many Christians are becoming unequally yoked with unbelievers because they no longer can defend the name of Christ. Many are saying it's no, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong in marrying unbelievers. They're saying they also, call, they also believe in Jesus. They also call on Jesus sometimes. But they, are, they have not profess Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So there is a lot of backsliding going on in the body of Christ. Many who were very faithful in attending churches, in attending church services and serving God are no longer doing so. Backsliding and betrayal. Verse 12b also says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Verse 6, I mean, number 6, manifestations of false prophets. There are false messiahs and there are false prophets. Today, you enter some churches or you watch on your screen and you see someone who can mention your name. He comes forward and he can tell you your name and tell you your problem. I'm not saying there are no, the, the real ones are not there, but there, but there is a lot of counterfeit going on. Somebody can call, can call your name. He can know your father's name and even know your date of birth. And know the food you ate in the morning before you left for church. But doesn't mean that he's a, child, he's a servant of God. Because familiar spirits also can do the same. And these are the things that many people have run after. They are running after all of these things and they, do, they have forgotten the Lord. They are not serving the Lord in spirit and in truth. There are a lot of false prophets who, who are concerned about what they can get from the people. They are not really feeding the people. The, the Bible says people, we have itching ears, and these are people who, who, who preach messages that the people love to hear. It's a sign of the hand. It's a sign of the hand. What they preach, they are preaching, you are excited. I mean, and you ask, what did, you, what, what did the Lord tell you in the worship today? They say, ah, we had a nice time. We enjoyed, we enjoyed ourselves. Is it that you enjoyed yourself or you were ministered to? That is what is making many of our people to run from one church to the other. In fact, the way people run from church to church, they don't run from hospital to hospital. What they are looking for is miracle. And there are a lot of people, a lot of servants of God in courts who are ready to give them the miracles. These are signs of the end time. Number seven, increase in wickedness. Verse 12a, which I read earlier. The kind of wickedness that we find happening now, only God can help us. And this, all this goes to show us that the end has come. The end has come. The kind of things that you never heard. People are doing it. Imagine someone raping a child of three years. What kind of wickedness is there? The kind of things that are happening show that the end has come. And so for us as Christians, we must be ready. And so I ask you again, how prepared are you? Number eight, terrible times. There will be terrible times. Second Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. There will be terrible times. Let's see some of the signs of the terrible times that we are going to face in this last day. It says, mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. Are there terrible times now? Are there terrible times now? 
There is fear everywhere. Terrible times. These people will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of themselves. They're after me, me, me. As, as long as I'm okay, it is well. Says lovers of money. People are ready to kill, to do all kinds of things in order to have money. Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having, not that, having a form of what? Godliness, but what? Denying its power. Having a form of godliness. They are busy in church. They are serving God in church, but they do not have the God of the church. These are signs of the end time. Find people who, who, who say they are Christians, but they don't really have Jesus in their life. They are the kind who warm their way into the homes and gain control of gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. They come to church, they go through seminars and training and everything, but they have not come to the knowledge of the truth. These are signs of the end time. Lastly, global evangelism. Verse 14 of Matthew, Matthew that we read, 24. Global evangelism. The, the, the spread of the, of, of, the, of, the, of the word of God will be, will be so much. And you know, with, 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 with um, internet now, you can, as we are ministering now, we can, everybody can see it. And this, the reason is because everyone must hear the gospel before Jesus comes. So because there is a lot of opening for the gospel now, whether you are, you, are in, you are in Iraq or Iran, you can put on your TV in your bedroom, in your closet, and listen to the message. And so this is a, a sign that the end is coming. When will Jesus come? Matthew 24, verse 36 says, we don't know. He's, nobody knows when he's going to come. Only God knows. Even Jesus does not know. When, when the Lord says, it is right, it is time, Go. He's waiting for the command of God for him to come. Nobody knows. The Bible says that we come as a thief in the night. Thieves don't normally tell you when they are coming. I know there was a time when they used to write letters to say they are coming. But most times they don't come at the time they have written that they are coming because they know that when they, when they come at that time, you will be prepared for them, isn't it? So they don't, let, they, don't, they don't inform you. They don't get you ready. And that is when Jesus is going to come. Revelation 16 verse 15 says it will come as a thief in the night. He is going to come very soon. Revelation 20, 22, 12 to 15. He's coming very soon. Sooner than, than, than we expect. He's coming very soon. How prepared are you? Whether Christ comes now or later, death can catch up with you at any time. And at your death, your Christ has come. That is a hand for you. At your death, judgment begins. So what do we need to do in order to prepare for his coming? We must put our house in order and live as if today is the last day. We must correct every wrong that we are doing. We must put everything aside that does not glorify God. Let's see 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, and I'll quickly read 
uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10 and Revelation 21, verse, verse 8. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. It says, For adulterers and perverts, for slave traders and liars, perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, everyone who is an adulterer, everyone who is a liar, anything that we do that is not right will not take us to heaven. So you must be prepared. First Corinthians 6, 9 to 10. First Corinthians 6, 9 to 10. It says, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. How prepared are you? Revelations 21 verse 8. Revelation 21 verse 8. But the cowardly, imagine, it says the coward will not get to heaven. The unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters are not liars. So if you think you are lying, it doesn't matter. It's a small, small sin. The Bible says liars will not get into heaven. But they will have their place in the fairy lake of burning sulfur. And this is the second death. So put your hands in order. Take things of God seriously. Know that without holiness, no one shall see the Lord. Live a life that is productive. Live for Jesus. And he will count you worthy of his kingdom. I pray that this morning, every one of us shall be prepared for his coming. Whether we like it or not, he's going to come. But are you ready for his coming? I would like us to sing the hymn that we have on our bulletin before we pray. When Jesus comes, we don't have it. I mean, sorry, we, we, will, we, will, we will sing it. We don't have it in the Baptist hymn, hymn book that we are using. But that is the song I would like, to, like us to sing. We will stand up together as we sing this song. And I'm singing this song as, as a song of dedication. And a, a question to you. When Jesus comes to reward his servants, whether it be night, noon or night, faithful to him, Will he find us watching with our lambs all trimmed and bright? Oh, shall we say we are ready? Can you say you are ready? How prepared are you? Let us sing together. Let's sing it together. One, two, go. When Jesus comes to reward his servants, whether it be to him will he find us watching faithful to him will he find us watching with our lambs all trimmed up right oh can we say oh can we say we are ready brother ready for the source bright hope say will he find you say will he find you and me still watching waiting waiting when the Lord shall the last stanza the last stanza blessed are those whom the Lord finds watching in his glory they shall share if he shall come at the dawn of midnight they find us watching there. Oh, can we say? 
lights home Say, will he find you? Say, will he find you and me still waiting, waiting when the Lord shall. I want us to close our eyes this morning as we pray. If you are here in this congregation, you've not given your life to Jesus. The only name that can take you to heaven, the only name that can deliver you from hell is the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, can you place your right hand on your chest? You've never given your life to Jesus. I want you to place your right hand on your chest. And if you have given your life to Jesus before, but you have, you have, you have not been faithful, you need to rededicate your life. You are backsliding, you are going back, you are in sin. Can you ask God to help you as you place your right hand on your chest this morning? Thank you. I want to pray for you this morning. If the third people, the third set of people, you struggle, you struggle with sin. You are a Christian, you know you are a believer, but you are not sure. If Jesus comes now, you are not going to go with him. So you need his grace to keep you going. I'd like you also to put your right hand on your chest so that you will be ready. If he comes now, I want to go with him. That is what you are saying. Can you place your right hand on your chest and ask him for grace this morning? Ask him for grace to help you. Thank you very much. Eternal Father, we worship your name. Thank you for your word that you have spoken to us this morning. Thank you for your children who are giving their lives to you and for those who are rededicating their lives to you. And also for those who are asking for grace to stand, eternal Father will pray. You will grant your people your grace in the name of Jesus. Help, help, help every one of us. Help us, Lord. Help us to be prepared for your coming. The Bible says we come as a thief in the night. Help us to put our house in order, to do the things that are right, to do away with sins, to get ready for your coming in the name of Jesus. That every sin in our life, that will turn us away from you, that will deny us of eternity. You will take away from us in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be ready to spend eternity with you. We know that anyone that is born once will die twice. But anyone who has received the second death will die once. Father, help us to reign with you. That as many as have only been, been given back to once, today they will receive the second experience in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, uphold us, O Lord. In the face of persecution and trials, uphold us and keep us strong in you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.